This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The liturgical scripture readings for the second Sunday of Lent. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord said to Abram, Go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and curse those who curse you. All the communities of the earth shall find blessing in you. Abram went as the Lord directed him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Upright is the word of the Lord, and all his works are trustworthy. He loves justice and right. Of the kindness of the Lord, the earth is full. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. See, the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, upon those who hope for his kindness to deliver them from death and preserve them in spite of famine. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Our soul waits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. May your kindness, O Lord, be upon us, who have put our hope in you. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, Bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. He saved us and called us to a holy life, not according to our works, but according to his own design and the grace bestowed on us in Christ Jesus before time began, but now made manifest through the appearance of our Savior Christ Jesus, who destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and do not be afraid. 
And when the disciples raised their eyes, there was no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Kevin, second Sunday of Lent. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in here. <laughs> so far, it's good. First week down. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know what I noticed as we were going through the readings? That I found a theme that was going through uh, at least the first reading in the gospel. And this is one about how God revealed himself to those whom he'd chosen to become leaders for his people. In the first reading, we hear about how God called Abram. And Abram is recognized as the father of Judaism. And in the gospel reading, we hear an account about how Jesus revealed the transcendent truth of who he is through an event that's known as the Transfiguration. And we know that Peter, James, and John all played a very important role in the early years of the church. But before we jump into the readings, I know you've got something to share. Yes, definitely. Uh, Just a reminder that uh, next Sunday starts Daylight Savings Time, so please adjust your clock so you're not an hour late for Mass, or maybe you'll just be an hour early for the next one. I don't know. But uh, you mentioned those words, how God reveals himself. I really think that part of our Lenten journey in terms of denying ourselves something or giving something up is really to allow God to reveal himself, exactly. to, to have us open up to that. Yes. And, you know, sometimes uh, folks if may If I get start, rid of this, I have room for that, that's right? That's right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And sometimes we start out with great plans and they get a little overwhelming after week one. Um, so at least I'd like to offer up maybe an option if you're really struggling with maybe something, you, some big thing you picked up and having a hard time with. Uh, sometimes people like to do what I call a step down practice. So say, for example, what that means is each week, each subsequent week, you uh, instill a little more and more discipline, so to speak. So say, for example, I want to give up TV for Lent, but I can't give it all up at all at once right away. Well, maybe this week you only watch three hours of TV during the week. And then next, the following week, you only watch two hours of TV and then one hour. And then then at that point, then you can say, wow, I can live with no TV. I don't so, miss it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good, so, good point. So anyway, yeah. there's, there's ways to do different Lenten practices. And, and again, that's all intended to, like you're saying, open us up to be open to God revealing himself. And I really don't need this. I can get rid of this, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly good right. Point. And in terms of God revealing himself, this is a great story out of the book of Genesis today. Of course, we read about uh, Abram. And I really see this as a story of God's invitation to relate uh, relationship and Abram's response. Uh, this is actually the first of three oaths and blessings that God gives Abram. This is out of Genesis chapter 12. Uh, you'll also read in Genesis 15 how God promises uh, land. And in Genesis 17, God promises descendants. And and just a reminder, you know, because so much... So many times you say, well, I'm, I'm too old to change or something like that. Remember, Abram was not a young man when this when today's reading happened. He was expected, uh, people say he was about 75 years old. And it's actually his name was changed to Abraham when he was about 99 years old. So you're never too old, I guess. But <laughs> the thing is, Abram responded in faith. And it, there's no indication that Abram knew the details of the blessing, but he trusted God. And I really think that's our call in this first reading, so to, to trust when God reveals himself to us. Well, and then a thought here, you know, who was this God, right? This reading tells us about this first revelation, you know, God God to Abram. And God tells him to go forth to a land that God would show him. But we got to remember that Abram was a pagan. and He worshipped many gods. So for Abram, the question may not have been, why is God calling me? But rather, 
which God is calling me and can I trust this God? So there was a place in Abram's heart that was open to receive the grace that allowed him to trust God. And this was big. God wasn't asking Abram to go take a little vacation off to go visit someone. God was asking Abram to leave his homeland and his comfortable lifestyle, you know, to uproot his family and to set out for an uncertain destination. And we hear that Abram went as the Lord directed him. You know, we might reason, well, of course he did. After all, it was God that was calling him. But that just minimizes the reality of the great faith and trust that Abram had. After all, we're each called by God to go forth to a state of grace, to embrace a journey that will bring us to a holy state in life. And yet, very few of us respond the way we ought. So let's, as we continue our Lenten journey, watch for signs from God that are calling each one of us to explore the paths that we've chosen, to examine our own hearts and to root out the false gods in our lives, the ways in which we exchange faithfulness for comfort, and the places that we go to hide from the truth, you know, the truth about the things in our lives that really do need to change. Yeah, need to change. I love that expression. And again, that ties back to the Lenten journey on what needs to change. I think that really ties back also into our second reading today with 2 Timothy. And maybe to paraphrase a quote, uh, you know, life only promises you hardship. It's up to you to find the joy. So that means that we should in our life expect to find hardships, uh, maybe even from some fellow Christians. But God gives us the, the recipe to finding joy. And that's what I think is the heart of the second reading. He saved us and called us to a holy life, not according to our works, but according to his own design. And I love that because that's the recipe I think for finding joy is that pursuing that holy life. And really finding joy is part of God's plan. Remember, Christ destroyed death and brought us new life. So let us seek him in the scriptures. Let us seek him in the gospel. Let's indeed try and follow and pursue this holy life. Yeah, yeah. Go back to what you said about uh, encountering difficulties in life. And you're right. We're all going to we're all going to have difficulties at some point in our life. But we are greatly mistaken if we think that all we need to do is tough it out and we'll get through it. You know, with that kind of mindset, yeah, we might get through it. But most likely, we're going to miss out on a learning and a growing opportunity. God is interested in our everyday problems. He does want to help us in our times of trial. But most of us just won't let him. You know, we want him to somehow magically, you know, transform our problems into, you know, into just, you know, Make things to, easier, Lord. To make them <laughs> go, go away. Right? And God is not an enabler, right? He's not. He will help us. He will give us what we need to get through it. And he'll be there with us, but he won't do the things that we must do for ourselves. And it's when we learn to bring our problems and our troubles to God that we also learn to open ourselves up to the graces that he so much wants to share with us. And it's when we learn to surrender the outcome, the outcome of our problems, we surrender that to the will of God. That's when we find peace in the midst of turmoil. Mm, yeah, well said. And and again, Christ revealing himself. We see in the gospel today, the story, the amazing story, the transfiguration that confirms Jesus's divine sonship. Yeah, we do. And in, it's it, it kind of mirrors the first reading in that how God revealed himself to Abram. Well, here we have in this gospel reading, Matthew describing an event in our Lord's life that we call the transfiguration. Now, the passage begins by telling us that Jesus took with him Peter, James, and James's brother, John, and he led them up a high mountain. 
They were witnesses to this great event where Moses, representing the law of God, and Elijah, representing the prophet of God, were united by Jesus, who is the fulfillment of law. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a beautiful continuity when you think about the continuity from the old law, Moses and Elijah, to the new law, the New Testament with Christ, and how, how beautiful that continuity is. Um, I want to spend, because a lot of times it's a well-known story, and I was trying to kind of think of something different this time, and I really picked up on that comment that Christ said, rise and do not be afraid. You know, the glory of God's presence uh, enables them and should enable us to also rise and be not afraid. And I was reflecting on this, and I guess it's I guess it's a little bit hard to explain, so I'll try and do my best, but I think people develop a level of peaceful confidence as they develop their trust in the Lord. Uh, they feel more comfortable sharing Christ with others in public ways and in private ways, uh, maybe in big ways or in small ways, uh, whether that's a smile, whether that's a helping hand, whether that's, say, for example, bringing folks into the church through the RCIA process, uh, maybe it's a kind word. There's many ways, formal and informal, that this happens. And I think as people trust the Lord, they become more comfortable in sharing the Lord. Um, I think also as that trust, that helps us better handle anti-Christianity in our society today and not let, us, not let it deter us from the mission of living for Christ, those actions of prayer and work and living for Christ. So it also, I think, ultimately gives us helps us gain an eternal perspective, knowing that whatever difficulty is present, Jesus has conquered sin and death. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.